Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by Chris Enos, head golf professional at Breezy Bend Country Club and PGA of Manitoba Retailer of the Year for the past six years. Well, we made it uh, here again, and I know it's been kind of a, a heavy Breezy Bend season, season two of the pod, but that's okay. Because there's a lot of good players here, a lot of good people to chat with. And uh, we are sitting across from one of them now. So uh, w- would we call a Studio D now? Studio D. Because we're not, we were in the boardroom when we spoke with the general manager, Corey Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then now we are in a little banquet room. So I it's call nice. it that. Yeah. The, the West Wing. The West Wing. The dining room. Yeah. <laughs> the dining room. Well, it's gorgeous. <laughs> nonetheless, and it has, look at it, like even that, they have some acoustic paneling on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, can, that's probably why the acoustics sounded much yeah. better here. So this would we be could, maybe uh, Studio A. Studio A soon. We'll have we to. We put that up just for you guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it sounds great. So that's the main thing. Uh, and speaking of great, uh, we want to give a shout out, as always, to our man, our boy, not our lover. Bryce Matlashewski, <laughs> who's an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of I Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. He's an avid golfer, he's an avid family man, and a great supporter of the community. And uh, go give him a call. Call, fax, email. We've got all his info in our pod show notes. And uh, he'd be happy to talk golf, happy to talk investments, and hopefully uh, dumb it down a bit for you because it can get, uh, can get dicey. can get a little confusing. <laughs> Yeah, if we don't say so ourselves. But he's helping us out. He's helping us out. And also, Nick and Nikki, the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can find them DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. And you and the family are going to get yourself an 8-inch custom DQ cake. That sounds fantastic. Nick and Nikki group of DQs. And he has been traveling 
all around the city, maybe even globe for LeBurger. I don't know if LeBurger Week is uh, I think it's all world provincial, provincial yeah. maybe. But yeah, he certainly makes his way around the city, tasting mm-hmm. all those burgers, posting pictures of the burgers on his Instagram. He's a he's a Burger King of Winnipeg right now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, BK. <laughs> but also DQ, they're stackable. They're stack burgers. I always call them stackables because yeah. my daughter and she has the stackable stack burgers. Sandwich, but stack burgers, underrated. Very underrated. Great burgers they got over there. Mm-hmm. Better than any of those Burger Week burgers, I'm sure. <laughs> right. yeah. The hundred dollar five two nine Wellington. Get out of here. That's right. You can get like fifty stack two, burgers. Two for six dollars or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not as good a content as uh, going to five two nine and seeing Nick walk up on those hollowed steps and crush a sloppy burger. Uh, so if you're into that, you can uh, follow DQ Nick. Nick Hatchdiaco on Instagram, but you can also follow DQ Manitoba on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And it is September and Oak Island Resort and Golf. They are a destination sponsor. Uh, we had Des on uh, last episode from Oak Island. Go check them out. 20% off your stay and play packages this September and September is almost winding up. So get it out is. there. Get out there. I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful September. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, uh, a we uh, have a, to have a nice fall. Exactly. We had a late <laughs> spring summer there, so I'm sure September will be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, we Lots might, of golf coming up still. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Have you? Well, we might get into this a bit, but have you ever been out to Oak Island before? I hate to say this, so I'm actually a Brandon boy, All right, and yeah. I've never been out to Oak Island, oh, so oh, I got to do it. Um, maybe we'll plan a last minute fall trip here. I think Gotta so. Go They're 20% off. Spectacular. Maybe they'll come. No, you're the tour guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. I haven't been from out there. You're, you're our guy. That you Lust Ferber designed. It's, uh, yeah. it's pretty special from what I hear. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. I cool. know Mike's enjoyed it. Yes. In many ways. <laughs> <laughs> Got your money's yeah. worth there. Oh, we did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there may be some more golf questions and maybe Chris, you could help us out with this, but usually I'm the injured one coming on the show. Oh. I've been battling my hand issues for years, but they're actually better now. If you can see, I've yeah, currently had psoriasis, but they're looking good. They're very nice they're and very smooth. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> they are very smooth. Been taking a lot of cortisone cream on these suckers. Prescription. Thank you to the, my dermatologist. Forget his name, but uh, cool dude. Future hand yeah. model right here. Yeah. Put <laughs> <laughs> that picture. I'll take. Put those in a glass case. <laughs> Does that David Duchovny right. from? I think so. <laughs> uh, from Zoolander. From Zoolander. That was Zoolander. I You're think right. So yeah. yeah. Maybe it was Soul I, Plane. It could be. <laughs> Both great movies. I did watch Zoolander not that long ago. But uh, yeah, yeah. As far as injuries go, mm-hmm. uh, I have a uh, yeah. Just was playing some hockey last night at the old Highlander. First game of the season, you know, make a great breakout pass and then turn quickly to get off the ice towards the bench. And uh, one of the largest players on our team, shout out to uh, Corey Outway, (laughs) completely ran over me. (laughs) Felt like I got hit by a truck. Uh, 100% my fault. Uh, so he is not to blame. And so I'm I'm day-to-day, went to Vizio today, and hopefully I can... Get back and enjoy the uh, the end of the the fall here with some golf. But uh, yeah, feeling it today. Well, it's so it's your left shoulder and you're a right-handed golfer. Correct, so, Chris. Have you ever dealt with anyone golfing with a left shoulder injury? I think I've seen most of it uh, through his physio. I think they requested some. Uh, 
rest and relaxation, but I think Mike's uh, teeing it up in a tournament tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... stick to the chipping and putting would be best. But, uh, yeah, you know what? If you make a nice turn, you might feel that a little bit in the left yeah, shoulder. Yeah, that's the plan. Oh. Maybe just putting, not even the chipping part. But uh, we'll test the waters, and uh, if not, I can be a good caddy or drive the cart and drink some beers, I guess. That's right. <laughs> hey, you can't go wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having a little little caddy. No. Caddy Mike. <laughs> you do make good caddy notes for Clear I Lake. Do. You made some excellent ones. But yeah. uh, well, let's get into the, the meat and potatoes here with Chris. So, Chris, let's wind back the clock and how you ended up getting into this game of golf. Was it a parent, sibling, or was it just you so, out there? So, my dad did. Uh, so, I actually grew up in Swift Current until I was five. He oh, was okay. a member at, uh, I believe, Elmwood Country Club. Uh, so, he played quite a bit back in the day. Now, I was not really introduced to it. Uh, Really through him, we we went out every once in a while just with his his clubs and whacked around, which were way too heavy and way too long. But <laughs> it was, uh, I think I was about twelve years old, where uh, or thirteen, I think. Uh, so a little bit late. Like I, I teach four and five year olds now, and uh, mm. uh, so in the grand scheme of things, now it seems a little bit late. But I was about. 13, I think when I first got into it. And as soon as I started, uh, it was with kind of a group of friends who all got into it at the same time. Uh, So as soon as we started, we were all hooked. And for many years after that, we were nonstop golfing. Uh, So I think I got my first set of clubs, I think when I was 13, Hogan Director 1977 Blades, uh, oh, not wow. necessary. I would recommend for the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, s- f- beginner golfer just, just down starting off. They were not no. cut down. <laughs> Pure blades. So if you miss it, it doesn't. You know, it hurts and it doesn't go very well either. But uh, so I guess on the on the flip side of that, you learn to kind of hit it in the middle, and uh, mm. you know, so you don't hurt yourself too bad. Right. So yeah, that was uh, that was my start, and actually, um, my entire junior career. I think when I was 18 is when I got my next set. So I, uh, I rocked Whoa, those wow. things through, uh, through the, the junior career. So that's impressive. Yeah. I think my, uh, the driver that I remember, I don't know if I had, I probably had some persimmon wood or something mm, cause I'm definitely yeah. old enough for that. Uh, but I, re- I remember, uh, we weren't, you know, you know, we we're a little more blue collar kind of thing. So I didn't have the latest and greatest, but, uh, I had this driver that, uh, I think it was called the Rocket. Oh, uh, you good know, it was name. like a Walmart yeah. special or something like that, or Zellers at the time. So coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. Coming yeah. Back. Uh, so maybe they'll bring the Rocket back too. Uh, <laughs> but it was this. Yeah, it was probably fifty dollar driver or something like that. So that's and and honestly, that's what I played most of my junior golf with. I had this five wood persimmon power belt that was just uh off the charts i couldn't miss with it really? uh mm. I, laughable right now because i probably couldn't hit it anymore but uh, <laughs> uh anyway i had uh, maybe not the latest and greatest but uh yeah i i uh, figured out how to how to play with those and and got a lot of rounds under my belt with them i still have them actually well i saw something it was online and everything's true online but i saw that uh i guess maybe clubs for most amateur players are too heavy. Absolutely. Especially, uh, well, starting off, especially young juniors. uh, I can see that. Yeah. You know, seniors, probably half a men kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and it really affects the golf swing. You see it mainly like, especially in juniors and women, Mm -hmm. if the club's too heavy, uh, that point at the top of their backswing is not where it needs to be. It's uh, so lighter, the better when you're first getting into it. 
and mm. uh, it just makes golf so much easier. One, easier to create more speed, but uh, it's tough to get into the correct positions if it's too heavy, uh, especially youngsters really fight that. So not Hogan blades. You don't recommend not those, Hogan no. blades. <laughs> and you know the old the old way of doing it is cut down dad's clubs or whatever. Right, but to be yeah. honest, they're way too heavy for mm-hmm. uh, for juniors starting off. So you, you notice a huge difference in actually just the the technique of, of someone who has cut down clubs as compared to you know a nice set of U.S. kids clubs that are super light and made for made for juniors. Well, even yourself and I may be giving a little bit a bit ahead of myself here in the line of questionings. I know Mike likes the chronological order, but uh, you, <laughs> you hey, having, it's your show. Too. Oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you have a little golf for yourself. Is it just one of the two? Because you have two children, correct? No, I just have one child. Have one? Uh, okay. Brooklyn is seven years old. Okay. So actually, I think she might be uh, in the back shop right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, having a little uh, dinner. She just finished hockey. So we came straight Jeez, here and then nice. uh, straight to bed after this. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> she spends uh, quite a bit of time here. The the members and staff are unbelievable with her. So she's she's been in our camps for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and uh, uh, not that excited to go golfing with dad necessarily, but uh-huh. anytime there's another girl, she can't wait. So she, she does enjoy golf, but, uh, um, yeah, especially with her friends. So we're, we're working hard on that. I think you got a up and comer one, uh, yeah. or up and coming, uh, got a, a niece and hopefully well. a yeah, daughter, four and a half. And she was asking me about the shirt that I have on. She's like, are you, are you going to golf tonight? She, I was like, no. She's like, can I see that pencil? I got a little pencil on the sleeve. And like, no, I'm going to go do the podcast. She's like, about golf? Like, yeah, yes. you got to post a picture with that uh, shirt on. It's spectacular. It's for a everybody. great yeah. shirt. And on our OnlyFans, you can get it uh, a picture of me with it off. Oh, so there's wow. There we go. I think once an episode now, we've mentioned that. Anyways, we don't have an I'll OnlyFans. I'll let you guys take care of that afterwards, after hours. Yeah. We do know it's the one wine and dine tomorrow night. But uh, <laughs> regardless of that, uh, again, that's the one thing I didn't really have growing up was like a junior clinic, junior camps. And that's one of the things that's special about, well, maybe not so much about Breezy Bend, but it seemed like you were one of the first clubs that really started getting, you had the, like the ladies get into golf and as well as these junior camps. So is that kind of your brainchild? Yeah, you know what? Well, we started at, uh, so this is my 10th year at Breezy Bend, and I was at St. Charles for nine years before that, and uh, you're going to bring up Calgary mm-hmm. before that. But uh, so at uh, St. Charles, Corey Cartouche, I think, was on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of came up with that, and uh, it was uh, the spousal program there. But the ladies get into golf programs for uh wives of, of members or daughters of uh, shareholder members kind of started off like that. And then there's been some sort of, you know, they bring a friend along mm. kind of thing. Uh, so it really exploded. Uh, you know, when I started here, we had some programs, but not, uh, not, uh, nothing like we do now anyway. So we, we didn't have a ladies program. So, so this was awesome. It, it includes uh, six group lessons. You get two private lessons. You get 29 whole rounds, mm-hmm. uh, opening cocktail party. We got a closing tournament. Uh, nice. Great chance for one, ladies to get into golf, but also to meet other golfers in the same uh you know, that are in the same boat, you know, a little scared to throw themselves in the ring, you know, on their own kind of thing. So 
Um, yeah, I think our first year we had about 40 ladies. It got up uh, almost to over 80, I believe. And actually just, you know, with COVID and the, the amount of rounds that we put through at Breezy, we've actually had to restrict it. So mm-hmm. it's down to 50 uh, now, but it fills up uh, immediately every year. And it's it's absolutely awesome. It's so good. So the large majority of those who started are, are full-time members now, which is sort of the, mm-hmm. the idea behind it. Uh, and the junior program, yeah, we, we had a junior program, but very limited again when I got here. So we've kind of exploded that a little bit too, where all of our numbers are uh, to the max. We're sort of capped on uh, our junior, uh, we have junior camps uh, for uh, five to seven-year-olds, sorry, five and six-year-olds. Our active start program, seven to nine is our little swingers and uh, learn to play is uh, 11 to 14. So we've got uh, one day camps for the uh, five to sixes, two day camps for the seven to nines, three day camps for the older ones. Mm. And we do that in July and then all over again in August. So we've got a really, uh, you know, our junior program and membership is as full as as can be. We've actually had to cap that as well, which is kind (laughs) of... You know, hard to do, you know, you want to get as many people into it. But uh, again, uh, golf at Breezy is, uh, it's pretty vibrant here and very, mm-hmm. very active. So, um, yeah, you know, that's our feeder program into our inter- intermediates and full-time members, hopefully down the road. And we touched a little bit on the girls. That's sort of my high priority right mm-hmm. now, not only because I have one, but uh, <laughs> just uh, we, we have no shortage of uh, young uh, boys and mm-hmm. we're really trying to, there's quite a few of us dads that have girls all the mm-hmm. same age that are kind of getting into the hockey and golf at the same time. So we've, you know, actually our camps are probably about 50-50 girls oh, to boys, great. which is which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so we're really trying to keep them in there. We have girls-only camps, and we did a few... Uh, um, we had a big national event here recently. So uh, an initiative before that was uh, we had a girls-only golf clinic with Addison Cartouche and... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Brianne, uh, Brianne, our provincial and university coach. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Brianne. Two cases of whiskey. There you go. Tukarski, yes. Earlier, <laughs> earlier on our uh, our pod this year, you can uh, check her out. And is a person that I always recommend to you if you are, you know, interested in uh, talking golf about uh, with a woman who's been there, done that. Yeah, she's, she's been a a, she's been absolutely <laughs> amazing for you know all golfers, but especially for uh, young junior girl golfers. Uh, so that was amazing her to come out and Charmaine, who's kind of our uh, oh yeah, or was the top. Uh, top female player in this mm-hmm. in this recent event uh so they came out and put that together with some of the university uh and provincial girls and we had uh 18 young girls out for that so they did a little sort of seminar to start and then got it right into it and uh you know they they took them into it, it was hard for me I've, i'm always very uh into it so <laughs> i had to sit back and i took a few pictures and i even walked away for a bit let them do their thing it was an amazing day for uh for girls golf so it's a it's a big initiative for us to to really grow that demographic yeah and well even that the the ladies get into golf my mother-in-law she got into that and now absolutely is, you know a member and I yeah. got to come out here and, and play alongside her. And now my father-in-law is also a member. But even seeing like the strides of someone who was maybe around the game, never really golf, but she is, you know, smoking it down the middle now. 
Yeah, you know what? We, our job, and I, I think you'll probably ask me some uh, instructional questions uh, coming up, which uh, why not? <laughs> yes. Everybody, every little house party <laughs> or anything I go to, I uh, get grilled on that, I which is up. good. Yeah. You know what? And the, you know, the wife's just got to tell me to shut up every once in a while because I'll go all day with it. But That's funny. Um, you know, that program, and it's kind of neat too, over the years, I, I reflect on it and where we were 20 years ago when we were introducing, uh, uh, especially females, uh, you know, and I look at the lesson plans and they were very technical and you got to do all this stuff where it's very, very much simplified right now. We're, we're meat and potatoes and try not to overwhelm the new, uh, mm. any new golfer with uh, information. I'm sure, you know, as you guys are, uh, you know, developing your games, I'm Certainly. sure. Uh, That's at, a good way of putting at, it. Developing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. At, at times, I'm sure you've uh, got a little oh, bit of information overload so. and it's like, uh, <laughs> it just crushes any athleticism that you had. Certainly. Certainly. And I can almost <laughs> feel the change over in the last five years, you know, where, where maybe 10 years ago, I would take a lesson or a, a, a group of lessons and there'd be like 10 things that the instructor is telling me to do. Mm, and then like within the last three years taking lessons, like, wow, this is very simplified. Mm -hmm. This is what I need, you know, just fix one thing at a time. So that must've been something you guys as PGAs have worked uh, on improving that teaching process. I think part of it too, you know, you think back and, you, and no matter what, uh, you know, some of the top uh, instructors out there when they, you know, go back to their first lessons there. Uh, admittedly, maybe they didn't get the most out of, or the students did get the most out of that. Cause I, I find, you know what, you come, you know, you, you really, uh, you know, educate yourself within, you know, through, you know, business or the, uh, golf management program or whatever it might be. And, you know, I pride myself on, you know, kind of like Derek Ingram, uh, we spent a lot of money on further educating ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, through, you know, mental side of it and physical side of it, TPI and all this, all this different stuff. But uh, the one mistake I think a lot of young uh, instructors make is to justify whatever they're charging for their lesson. They feel like they have to tell you everything that they know. Mm, right. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you really want to uh, keep it down to the meat and potatoes for every individual and, and every lesson should be individual. Um, there's specific things that people can work on and the route to the problem, not all of the uh, indirect problems. And so, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, actually when, when I was young, I, re I read a book by Harvey Penick, the little red book, which uh, everyone should mm, read, right. especially yeah. golf instructors. I recently the one. heard about that too on the interwebs. Okay, so, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, there is some little truth book to what's going the, on the internet. The one, uh, the one thing I really uh, stuck out and I didn't understand it maybe at the time, but as I've, as I've evolved, he talked about the greatest lesson that he ever taught. And he uh, essentially didn't say a word. <laughs> He, uh, you know, he, a couple words, maybe right at the beginning is what we're working on this. So I want to see, and I'm just going to, you know, watch and, and see how you practice kind of thing. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's one mistake that we can make is, uh, give too much information. I think more than golf instructors, I think we're, you know, we're trained to, you know, learn all of the technical stuff, but be able to really simplify it for the person. Mm -hmm. So you leave with one or two things, you know, you can work on that when you get better at that, then you can move maybe on to the next step. But I would say actually it's tougher when you go play in uh, corporate events or with a, with a buddy, you know, if you're struggling a little bit on the first, you know, within the first two holes, you're going to get at least five to 10 pieces of information. <laughs> and it is, uh, you know, again, it kind of, you know, you get uh, very left brain thinking and it takes away a lot of your creativity and right. you know, just uh, natural athleticism where you're uh, 
you know, you're just going step by step through everything and okay, right. maybe this. And, you know, if you try 10 different things, you probably get 10 different results and it creates a little mm. bit of inconsistency along the way. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but in a lot of instances, they're, they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, with a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on, on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on, on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all of the withdrawals that you make will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into wealth management that you suggest to go in one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Yeah, that sounds a lot like our games. Very much well, so. I'll speak for myself, but I know that. But well, I think, too, yeah. you know, getting into it and, you know, meeting a lot of golf pros and stuff, yes. I'm sure, you know, you're left with, you know, one to a hundred things every time you uh, you hook up. and It is, but at the same time, it's been so advantageous, at least I know for me, and seeing how it has changed and how it's been simplified from playing this game since I've been nine years old. And we're so fortunate to have just the wealth of knowledge in this province. And that's why you, having done the show, it's like if you're struggling with the game or you want to get better at the game or you're just getting into the game, go talk to a professional. Go 100%. talk to one of yourselves, one of your peers that are involved because... They can really, it just makes the game more enjoyable once you're playing a little bit better, or at least have the right sort of mindset going into something. Absolutely. I think, you know, you, uh, the, the quicker you do it, the better too. I think a lot of people want to, you know, try and conquer this game on their own. And mm-hmm. again, it just, you, you know, you're teaching yourself through YouTube videos and stuff. It can become very <laughs> yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, it's true. Some of yes. the things That's what I was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they may or may not apply to you. Uh, every, every <laughs> individual is a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, again, we can, you know, w- what I really noticed too is, uh, you know, our first step is really, you know, fundamentals, making sure, you know, balls in the right place. We're standing properly and you can't really do anything before, uh, you know, you do that properly. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, you know, subscribe to, you know, different ball positions for all of your clubs, you're probably going to have a different golf swing for all of your clubs. <laughs> and, you know, again, uh, golf is actually, it's going to sound, you know, 
hopefully it doesn't come off arrogant or whatever, but uh, it's easier than we make it. That's for sure. Mm. Um, you know, we, we try and do all these things. You know, the fun, I say this in lessons all the time. You see someone hit like the perfect drive. Well, the next shot they're going to try and, you know, really add to that, right? And mm, right. try and hit it even harder. And yeah. and then you're going to do something differently. And you're not going to get the same result. And, um, you know, again, just... Uh, yeah, keeping it really simple again. It all it starts with fundamentals, but there's really simple body mechanics in the golf swing too. Uh, it, you know, it's funny you're, when you go shake someone's hand, your body moves very similar to when you hit a baseball. It, 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 no one would ever think of that, or you see, you know, our daughters at a really young age and they throw a ball, and the, their mechanics are unbelievable. It happens very naturally, mm-hmm. and so it's actually us getting kind of misinformation that takes us off that that road and uh you know gets us a little bit technical instead of what what's actually comes very natural and it is surprising because we when we played here before the canadian women's mid-am and senior championship was here uh, Corey put together a wonderful media day so mike and i got to go play uh, with jim bender and sean reynolds from Sportsnet, so that was a treat. Great day, yeah. It was a. It was certainly was a great day. We slowed down the course, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. the breezy band members. Still getting complaints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never let those guys on the course again. <laughs> but I think before we went, oh yeah, you showed us a video, and I don't know how old your daughter would have been, like what age, but it was just. Yeah, I think natural. she was, was three. Like, Here's a club yeah. and right. go do it, and I was like, that's a. That's yeah, it's good a good swing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You just put a ball in front of them in the mm-hmm. right spot and uh, mm-hmm. let them go. And it, it's funny when you, you know, you, a couple members saw that video and they're like, what the heck? You know, I've been playing this game for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have that golf swing. And that's, uh, I think a lot of it, yeah, we just kind of get in our own way. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you were going after the perfect golf swing and, you know, trying to nail down 100 things at one time. And it's just not, uh, not attainable. So, again, the golf pro is there too take all of that information, simplify it and give it to you in one or two simple thoughts. And, and, you know, it can be, it's a bit of a journey too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not that there's only one thing that everyone needs to work on, but there's only one thing at a time that someone needs to work on. And so, you know, if you take a lesson, you know, master this one skill that you're working on, and it could be even just, you know, getting used to having the ball in the right position, you know, every time or, or, you know, setting up where you align correctly, whether, you know, you use a club as an aid, you know, for a week straight, go practice that. When you come back, you've taken care of that. Now we can move on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, you can look at it a bit of a journey. It's not me selling like a 10 game package, but it's, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) you know, it is, uh, you know, step by step. And again, it doesn't need to be a lot of steps. Uh, You know, in that first one, you can improve greatly. Right. Uh, A lot of the things I talk about too is just, clarifying your picture of what you're actually trying to do. I don't think very many of us uh, and golfers who have played forever actually have a clear picture of what they're, they're trying to do. It's really interesting when you compare (laughs) golf, like the biomechanics of it to any other sport is absolutely identical in every sport. So, you know, you hear the baseball players, well, I can't play golf during baseball season. It's just a difference in posture. You know, a baseball is a little bit higher than a golf ball and Mm -hmm. you're, your biomechanics actually move exactly the same in every, in every sport. So again, a lot of it is just clarifying, you know, the picture in everyone's head of what they're actually trying to do. And then golf becomes, you know, you can make really big improvements in a really short time by just understanding a little bit more mm. as opposed to, 
you know, especially that analytical guy that has, you know, mm. brings out the checklist of 300 <laughs> things and takes, you know, 17 yeah. minutes yeah. to pull off every swing. And, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to pull out your phone there, Mike. <laughs> no, no, no. But there is the, uh, yeah. the I can cross off a few of the things. Things. The Instagram yeah. video yeah. of the guy, and he's, he's doing the wedge shot, and then and then he's explaining the golf shot. He's like, I'm going to power load the fulcrum, oh, right. and then push it, yeah. and then he just goes off that. on this yeah. scientific tangent. Yeah. And, uh, you know what it becomes, so too? The last thing on their mind is actually hitting a golf ball towards a target. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. probably oh, the, know. the biggest thing. And right. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I have this analogy that I, I kind of relate it to their sports and what makes the reason why, you know, we're really busy and, uh, you know, we have a 24 seven golf channel and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a million different publications essentially because the ball's not moving. Um, <laughs> and so any other sport, you know, is very reactionary. If someone throws a baseball at you, you just react. Right. right? Yeah. And so, in golf, that little ball is just sitting there staring at you, and you, you know your brain's kind of telling your body what to do. And again, normally it doesn't, or you know, it essentially doesn't necessarily know what to do until mm-hmm. you know that vision's been clarified or the yeah. picture's been clarified a little bit. Um, so the the analogy I always use is uh, golf's a lot like shooting a free throw, and you use uh, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest all-time players in the history of basketball. Mm-hmm can barely hit the rim on a free throw, right? So, you know, he's coming in in the middle of a game and we're all of us are all over him. He's around the free throw line. He'll make that every time. We step back and let him just do his thing. And again, he's not reacting to anything. He's just thinking his way through it. And he, you know, retired, like just shooting one-handed and super happy just to touch the rim, right? Like it, it actually changed the game yeah. of basketball with the hack shot, yeah, the right? Hack-a-shack rule, the yeah. worst free throw shooter as soon as mm-hmm. he gets the ball you foul him and uh, mm-hmm. you know they're gonna miss and you take it back and that's the only way to get back in mm-hmm. the game and it's uh it's yeah, i tell a lot of people that because it kind of puts it into perspective where again you know when he relies on his natural ability he's a crazy athlete um he doesn't look very athletic when he uh, shoots a free throw <laughs> he does it's not just, he, he lets uh you know his mind get in the way kind mm-hmm. of thing so golf can be very much like that but uh yeah, that's what we're here for and making it way more enjoyable and just simplifying it for everyone. And also on the, well, I know, Mike, you got the list of questions for the pro shop, but I maybe had one or two things before we, we sure. jump to that. Because if, if you never met Mike in person, he's usually always one of the best dressed golfers on the course. <laughs> yeah. So he's really into the uh, the six-time retailer of the year here for PGA of Manitoba. So we'll get into that. But uh, and, you know, coming back into the chronological order of things, I think you went to Lethbridge. I did. did yeah. So that was they had a golf management program there. Was that a similar one? I think was Derek Goodwin. Because now Glendale, was he a part of that? And yep. I think there's a few others as well that yeah. made their way through there. So there, I think when I went, which is this is going back quite a few years, uh, 20 years-ish, uh, it was, Lethbridge was the closest one. I think there was about seven across the country, mm. down to two, I think, something like that. But really? uh, mm. um, you're seeing guys just kind of do it a little bit different avenue where they're getting their degree at a at a university or, or business diploma oh, right. and yep. then taking the classes through the PGA of Canada. Um, but yeah, no, when I went, it's, you're essentially taking a, you know, a, a business diploma or you could stay the extra year for your degree. Um, you get, you, you know, so you're a full on business student and then you get, uh, 
two golf classes per semester as well. So you'd have seven classes uh, every semester or whatever. And uh, so everything from club repair and cart fleet management. And, wow. you know, That'd be a fun you know, course. Uh, yeah. Cart fleet management 101. <laughs> you know, as I say that, it sounds a little bit like basket weaving or something, but uh, it's, uh, you know, we do run a lot of tournaments. And uh, so that is important. But, uh, you know, every aspect of uh, golf through instruction and, you know, again, you know, merchandising. I remember mm. we had uh, uh, this little corner in the Lethbridge Community College, and so everyone would take a turn, you know, putting the mannequin in there and designing your own uh, display or That's whatnot. Cool. So, yeah, it was it was really neat. Um, you should know, get Mike to do that. Yeah, well, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Right? Yeah, you yeah, probably you come in and uh, do a mer- Yeah, you, you should, probably should. aced that course. <laughs> we did okay. It was, uh, you know, I I learned a lot, of, and, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit too, but, uh, just sort of, you know, my background in that, but, uh, yeah, the, that was, it, it was really neat. You know, there's so many different hats that we wear and, you know, a member comes into the shop, you know, it could be one of 200 questions, you know, and all different aspects, mm-hmm. you know, about the golf course or handicap question. And it's, it's really interesting. You never know what's coming and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you reflect at the end of the day on, you know, everything you did that day. And it's just, you know, a hundred different things, which makes it super interesting and, mm-hmm. and, and really, really neat. So the one thing I was going to say is when, so when I started uh, at the college, there were 64 uh, enrolled in our, in our golf program. And I think at the end of it, eight of us graduated like in, in time or whatever. And, Really? And there's three of us now. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. And that's 64. I think a lot of it is, you know, it sounds like the coolest job on the planet, right? Where mm. you just, you know, yeah, I think when you're, you know, you've, you've golfed and okay, I'm going to do this because I just golf all the time. And I think yeah. literally, you know, 50 of those that didn't make it got into it thinking that all we do is golf. Right. Yeah. And maybe many, many years ago or decades ago, that, that might've been a big part of it. But, uh, you know, we still pride ourselves on our game, but there's just so many different, uh, hats that we wear and aspects to it, you know, the business side of it. And, um, especially some of us are actually in Manitoba, which I'm very proud of probably the most, well, by a mile, the most per capita golf pros that would actually own their golf shop. Mm. Um, I think there's one in Alberta and one in BC that are actually oh, really? own their shops. So wow. there's about six or seven of us in Manitoba, which wow. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to the, the golf clubs for allowing us to do that. Well, and bef- before we get into that, I saw on when, I guess you went to Cal, or you went to, what was it? Heritage Point? Heritage Point. Kind of, it's yeah. kind of, I started in Brandon at a nine hole golf course. Oh, okay. So I worked through, you know, 15, 16, uh, worked on the grounds crew. I worked in, mm, nice. uh, I started off in the back shop, then I went to the pro shop and then to save money to go to college, I, uh, in the summer, I would open every morning on the ground screw, and then I would close most every night in the shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, so that sort of helped me pay for all my college yeah. and uh, double double dip there a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, it's really cool to see, you know, I like I, it's very valuable. You know, we're doing a lot of projects in the golf course right mm-hmm. now and stuff to have a little bit of a background and kind of know what you're talking about when members are asking you questions about the maintenance and stuff like that. But, um, so anyway, that, that was kind of my start and, and where I really got into it. But, uh, right after Lethbridge, I decided to stay out in Alberta and uh, moved on to Heritage Point. So it was a uh, top 100 golf course yeah. in Canada at the yeah. time. We had a Canadian tour event, uh, at the time. And, uh, that's, uh, I was there for three years, uh, before I came back to Manitoba, uh, to go to St. Charles, but, uh, 
unbelievable learning curve there, you know, going from this nine hole golf, golf course in Brandon, Manitoba to, uh, you know, one of the top yeah. courses in the country. Yeah. And I think at the time, the, the president of the PGA of Canada was, was my boss and, oh, wow. uh, John Wilson. <laughs> so I learned a ton about, you know, certainly like professionalism and, you know, merchandising and, um, yeah, I owe, I owe a lot to them. Heritage Point, I think, was the, the or it was the first top 100 golf shops in North America yes. in Canada. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, uh, the very first one. And so they, I think they got it two years. So that was during my time there, which was pretty cool. So got it, or I was able to help put together that uh, uh, submission to, to the Golf World magazine, mm-hmm. and really, really cool. St. Charles was, uh, I think, the third or something like that. When uh, yes, yeah. When I went there, I just, uh, again, I'm not taking credit for all the, the merchandising <laughs> or retailing, but cause I had all some the mannequins, they got some slick looking mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> they, they all look like you. <laughs> great looking man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not to do with me, but I helped, uh, just kind of tell them, you know, this, this shop, like while I was there, we, you know, we started off with an older, uh, golf shop and, and you know, they built, uh, probably. I don't know where it would fall, but one of the finest by a mile uh, golf shops in Canada and even mm-hmm. in the U- er, in North America, it is phenomenal. Uh, so Corey Cartouche is sort of mm-hmm. my, uh, I think he was on here. He was, yeah. He's definitely my mentor and I learned a ton uh, from him in merchandising. He owned a shop too. So it was, uh, you know, he had a very vested interest in, but it also allowed all of us to get very involved and you know we we were involved in all the decision making and you know really felt like a part of the team so Corey Cartouche is probably my uh my had the biggest impact for sure on my career and especially in the in the retail and merchandising for sure I was like, uh, my, my first foray into it at Dale Asapenko's golf shop. Oh, was, yes. Let's see yeah. how much shit we can fit into. <laughs> <laughs> it's smaller than this space that we're in now, but yeah, it wasn't a lot of room, but hey, it was busy. I unfortunately busy. never got to meet Dale, oh. but I uh, actually, uh, Bailey worked at his, his daughter right, worked yes. at St. Charles, yeah. I think the year after I left and came here, but uh, um, an absolute legend. And yeah. especially anytime <laughs> you talk retail in Manitoba, Asapenko <laughs> comes up and uh, That's it's awesome. just hilarious. He's got, there's so many stories and, mm-hmm. you know, he was, uh, he was in every paper in Winnipeg, he I was, think, just yeah. blowing out his uh, inventory. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a legend in the merchandise. Well, I sure. don't know. And it may not make uh, much sense for for yourself because uh, you obviously don't have as much merchandise but i think there he had more in the back than he actually had on the rack and there was a lot of stuff on the yeah. racks but you could go in the back room there and just get lost like you didn't even know that place existed like you'd go when i first was a member there as a junior member before yeah. i started working you didn't know like they used oh this is where the club storage is but if you went in the club storage there was this whole other ginormous room I think was under the staircase to get up to the restaurant that was filled with clubs, like shoes, like whatever could get stuffed in there. It was in there. Oh, I've heard some stories. Yeah. yeah. And then this whole other side was balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the business uh, aspect, I hope that wasn't just dead inventory because that might right. be the best, but uh, he, he definitely sold a ton of stuff. Oh, which yeah. Is great. Yeah. 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 You, you hear us pickle stories. Yeah. Every second week, probably his name comes up. It's awesome. Yeah. We still have to find that uh, radio jingle. Right. Yeah, like where in the world is 
Dale at the bank. <laughs> like, I think that's how it went. But yeah, we I haven't been able right. to track yeah. it down. I was looking on YouTube. Yeah, like CGOB we'll may have, have it in we'll there. We'll have to email CGOB. We're in the midst yeah. of the Carmen San Diego. Uh, yes, yeah, it was there. huge. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Carmen San Diego was huge, and he <laughs> just spun that. And, and his newspaper ads was literally, if you look, if you have a piece of loose, well, no one has a piece of loose leaf in front of them, but if you think of your normal printer paper, eight and a half by eleven. You'd take half of that, and that would be on the front page of the sports section of the Winnipeg Free Press. Wow. But literally, there was like every fucking skew was in that ad. <laughs> it was like, here's this, here's this ball, there's that ball, there's these shoes, there's these shoes, these clubs. And like, this That's is awesome. This is incredible. And I was, I know, kudos to him and, and Ross Lemon for, I know he was the, the associate professional there, there for yeah. years as well. And yeah, what they did with, with that shop. And even talking to Corey when, you know, he from Saskatchewan coming over here, he was like, he was kind of the first pro that I heard actually promote his own shop. Right. Like I never heard that before until I moved to Winnipeg. I was like, oh, you know, people actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey, Corey is uh, upper echelon, uh, you know, amongst the top golf professionals in Canada. It's mm-hmm. it, and at everything he does, but uh, that shop is, is incredible. And, uh, and he's taken it, you know, to a whole new level, you know, it, it, St. Charles has always had a great reputation and been a great place to work, but, uh, he, he's, uh, passionate is the, the one word I always think of when I think of Cartouche, uh, <laughs> he is so passionate. It's frightening. He's uh, so involved and, you know, he goes home, I'm sure his family's like, can you stop thinking about golf or, uh, you know, he's gonna, don't take this the wrong way, Corey, but like a real golf nerd and it, but it's awesome. You know, he, he, yeah. he goes home after a long day at, uh, at the shop and, uh, you know, he's, he's reading golf books and, uh, listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and always, you know, educating himself. He's, uh, he's, you know, the, the guy we all strive to be for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe he's striving to be you because he's not the golf retailer of the year for six <laughs> okay, years. Okay. Well, let me clarify. Let me clarify. The reason for that is he won the national award. Oh, okay. So, so when you win the national uh, award, you can't win the zone award uh, anymore. So, uh, so there's right. no jealousy. It's uh, it's all good, but, uh, no double dipping. Yeah. I certainly, uh, thank him for, uh, any awards I've won. That's for sure. Well, I think Mike is sporting one of the, yeah, the, uh, the shirts from the shop. So what are you wearing? You I'm, looking I'm wearing a yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the 20, 2022 fall collection of Swannies. <laughs> Got a beautiful quarter zip that I uh, purchased here last year. and it's, that, it's, that one came with a, a bat to beat the ladies off with. It. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that looks, yeah, yeah. That looks pretty it's good. so yeah. comfortable. Uh, I wear it every occasion I can. And, and even, you know, even on you know on a hot day, it's very like breathable, and then and it's great on cold days and keeps me warm. Like hundred percent. I think the thing too is uh, you know, like you're seeing in golf fashion right now is you know you guys could head to you know Earls or or the lounge at Breezy Bend here right after, and uh, you know you look ah, perfectly fine, right? Yeah. You know yeah. you can take it from the golf course on and off, and yeah. in golf you're really seeing that progression where you know things are going a little bit more casual, and you you know a few years back you start to see shirts being untucked and you know i think you know we need to recognize that and be very progressive in uh, <laughs> allowing all these new golfers uh you know not uh you know stopping them at the at the gate if they don't have the top button done up mm. you know done up or whatever right. and uh so yeah it's great and it's become a, a huge fashion thing right you go with your buddies you want to 
You want to look good, yeah. and uh, you know, especially if you if you can't golf the part, you got to look the part. Look good, yeah. feel good, play like mediocre. Tagline of the pod. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, like unbelievable uh, selection in your shop, which I'm sure that's why you've won Retailer of the Year in Manitoba for did we say six, six years? Was six years. Yeah, I was going to 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21. Uh, amazing. So I'm sure, I guess, what makes your shop so special and, and why should we uh, come and see you? What, come and see you, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, when I when I came over from St. Charles, um, again, I, you know, pretty solid background, Heritage Point, and, uh, you know, just in, in the business side of it, you know, in purchasing and having a, you know, a, a buying show plan and, you know, all that, but the biggest part of it is really understanding your membership or, you know, at a private club for sure. But, right. but even, uh, you know, at a public club, understanding your customer base, who's coming or what demographic, uh, you know, who's, who's buying. And, you know, every year you, you really look at the numbers and, you know, you know, what's selling and, you know, and, you know, I would say actually Breezy Bend is really is evolving and, and is changing demographic where, you know, 20 years ago, very much a blue collar club, but we happen mm. to be right in the midst of a pretty affluent uh, community that's growing and uh, memberships changing a little bit and their wants and needs are becoming a little bit different. But in my, my first two years here, I worked under the legendary Sandy Patterson. Oh, yes. I always bug him that in 1978, his first year, the year I was born, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he started here at Breezy Bend. But uh, now I have an assistant who's, uh, uh, he, he, what was it the the year I turned pro was the year he was born so uh, everything comes <laughs> yeah, so full circle now, yeah. there yeah so I kind of regret some of the Sandy comments but but I worked under Sandy for two years and I really uh, took that time to you know ask and I, I did my own surveys to the membership and really wanted to see you know what do they want here and you know, I started instilling all the programs here, you know, uh, in my first two years before I took over the shop, but really learned a lot in those two years so that when I did, uh, you know, move into the head pro position and take over the business, um, you know, I really wanted to have a good idea of what people were looking for, what they felt like they were missing from the shop, you know, at the time. And, um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, just worked really, really well my first year where we, we kind of nailed it. And there were some things too, where I, you know, you think, uh, I consider this a premier private club and, you know, you'd think you, you know, the members would really want boutique, you know, things where you don't see at, uh, you know, every, yeah. you know, big box store out there kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know, the Nikes and Under Armors, but yeah, my first couple of years, those were our best sellers actually in the, mm -hmm. the mainstream mm -hmm. stuff. So, you know, we really, uh, you know, there's certain, you know, lines that people really like and we, we keep them around as long as they look good, but always adding uh, a few new lines that you don't see everywhere. And I think a lot of our members really like that where, you know, they're, you know, Swannies that you're wearing, Certainly. you know, might be in one other club or something like that in, yeah. in Winnipeg. So, you know, you're not going to run into too many people that are wearing that you know, that pullover kind of thing. Certainly. So. Yeah. That's what I like. Just the, you know, the selection, the variety, you know, you know, you're not going to go out of the course and then the guy you're playing with is wearing the exact same shirt where, you know, if you go to golf city, we'll call it, you know, you might, you might run into that situation. And, and especially now with like social media, 
that's come up in the last, you know, 10, five years, you, I'm able to find all these different, we'll call them golf lifestyle brands. And I wasn't able to really find them in the city. I would have to order them right the, through the internet, pay crazy duty on them, which <laughs> happened earlier. Shout, shout out to the yeah. Dale Trail. <laughs> shout out to the Dale Trail. Yeah. The uh, pork missile hat I had. That one was, uh, that's like a $60 hat after duty. But, uh, and now it's great that, you know, there's, you guys have some of those options here. Um, and then you can buy them locally. Well, and I think the, the big thing, like, just like you're saying too, you know, you can, you can go online and buy these things and, uh, you know, you could source out any, you know, golf apparel company or golf equipment. So, you know, it's our job as golf professionals, whether it's your public or your, your members to not give them any reason to go elsewhere, you know, you, by the service that you provide, by the, right. you know, the merchandise that you bring mm -hmm. in again, you gotta, you gotta know what they want. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was one of the biggest things is, you know, I've seen it at other places, uh, where, you know, you don't go that extra mile or you only carry one line of golf balls. Well, <laughs> you know, your members are hitting other golf balls and so right. they're not getting them from you. And, That's true. um, you know, certainly not naming any names and, and, and whatever, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing I think is understanding yeah. your members, your customer base and, and, you know, again, doing the surveys and, you know, really crunching your numbers. I remember, I think I heard like Rob Deerdeck, uh, you right. know, is kind of a crazy business person yep. and sort of maybe jumped or, you know, found his way into it. But I remember him on a podcast and all he talked about was knowing his numbers and yeah. uh, how important that is. Yeah. Because what company did he, he had that crazy fun factory show? Now I used to now watch that all the time. Yeah, it's what? like uh, every MTV. guy's dream, right? Yeah. And on MTV. And uh, he had the. Rob Jurijak. Jurijak. Yeah. yeah. He was like a skateboarder. Yeah, he was just, he was a professional skateboarder. He kind of yeah. fell in it. He's just a business mogul right now. Yeah. But, and I'm sure most people would say that it's just, you know, understanding your numbers, you know, um, it's great to have a lot of great stuff in there, but, you know, come this time, we want right. it to look a little bit cleaner in there. And, right. uh, mm, right. you know, you don't yeah. want to, you know, you know, have to, you, you want to provide a nice selection, a nice uh, quantity of things without, uh, you know, finishing the year with inventory overload. Right. It can be a real killer. So, so I guess that you find a lot of these, uh, different brands at the PGA show. We talked a little bit about that. So can you explain how the PGA show works and, and what it's all about? So the PGA, I'll, I'll start kind of, so locally we have a PGA Manitoba buying show. Okay. So you don't see, uh, you know, as many brands, right. um, myself and about six, seven other, six others, I think in, across Manitoba are also part of a buying group. It's called Boutique Pro Golf. Uh, so they're sort of based out of uh, Ontario, or Ontario, uh, Ottawa. Um, so we go there every year. It's the week after the Manitoba Buying Show. So there you go, and you see even more. You see uh, almost everything out there. But, you know, the grand poob of... Uh, <laughs> of uh, buying shows, the Orlando PGA show. It's uh, it's an absolute, you know, candy shop for uh, any golfer. It's it's almost overwhelming. It's, uh, I think, a million square feet of just mm -hmm. golf goodness. And it's, uh, you know, I find, so the apparel stuff, yeah, you, you know, if I'm going there on a, you know, let's say I'm going there for a couple of days, my first thing is looking for, 
uh, companies that I haven't otherwise known of or I've heard of them, but that are sort of uh, real niche companies that you don't see everywhere where you can bring it in and, right. you know, members, friends are like, man, where'd you get that? That looks, uh, that looks awesome. I've never mm-hmm. heard of that brand. And, yeah. you know, they can go to another club and know that no one else is going to have that, you know, same shirt on and stuff like that. So it's really neat to find any new brands in it, whether it's apparel or, um, you know, glassware or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, corksicle yeti kind of items you know <laughs> yeah. the latest and greatest there mm-hmm. there's always you know the there's cool gloves you get on the block gloves gloves um, yeah um yeah there's i was just trying to think a quater uh, has a has a pretty i think it just says bird on it on the middle, <laughs> middle finger, <laughs> on the middle uh, finger. <laughs> so they're travis matthew kind of company uh, yeah and uh yeah you know my uh my favorite thing probably is all the techie stuff like uh you know i i'm still huge in the teaching and uh, club fitting and stuff like that. So, you know, we have, or I know a couple of simulators that we do, we go all winter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all that nerdy techie stuff, uh, you know, teaching tools and all that kind of cool stuff. The last few years, simulators have just taken off. So you'll see probably mm. 25 different versions of a simulator there. And okay, yeah. putting, uh, the, you know, some of these new putting greens are just insane with lasers and yeah. um, <laughs> really, really cool. And COVID kind of took all that to another level, uh, even residentially. You see a lot of commercially and, uh, you know, at clubs, but uh, the amount of people who have actually installed golf simulators into their homes right, it's uh, yeah. unbelievable so yeah. you know if you have the ability to do that uh, financially but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't give those things away yeah. but uh, anyway, also the, the space yeah and <laughs> anyway the the pga show is just phenomenal like yeah. again uh, the networking is a huge thing for me we you know there's a canada night where you have our we have our national awards and so cool. you see hmm. kind of all the you know, I was going to say top dogs are really just all the, you know, all the great golf professionals around Canada and U S and really all around the world, uh, you know, are moving around and, mm-hmm. you know, you see, uh, a lot of PGA professionals at the show, just kind of right. a week off, they're hanging out and, uh, yeah. and it's not uh, open to the public, right? It's so you have to be, it's not be a part no. of the golf industry. Correct. That's something I read today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is kind of. I guess neat for us that, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can get you in there. Well, yeah. you guys are in the industry. <laughs> I already now. booked it uh, off. Yeah. I already booked it yeah, January yeah, yeah. 24th and to yeah, 27th. Yeah. Maybe I can hire you for a day and get oh, you in perfect. as a staff member or it's something. Like yeah. Retire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get signed for a day so you can retire <laughs> as a right. jet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sign them up for no, a day. It's, uh, it's really, really cool. I've had a lot of my yeah. staff go there for the first, and everyone in their first time, first, you know, time walking in there it's it's almost overwhelming when you look around but uh you know you see scotty cameron there and you know it's really really cool it's uh yeah. i remember my first time going and uh um i lost my phone the next night so nobody what? believes me but i had this great picture of uh, lexi thompson and uh, <laughs> natalie gulbis oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so again it's uh yeah, it's a great, it's like getting a hole in one on your, on your own. Uh, no one really believes you, but, uh, no, you see lots of, you know, tour players and stuff like that That's there. Cool. It's, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was, I was reading about the demo and like fitting days. And I, so I looked up this picture and I was like, what is this, this driving range? So I took a oh, picture wow. of it. Wow. Yeah. You put that on the paper. Look yeah, I, put, I didn't Hold print on. it in color and I'm sure you've oh, seen this. I sure have. Cir- so it's a circular driving range. Oh, yeah. Look Strange. up. Uh, it looks like, uh, like a crop 
Where's the crop circle? At? Yeah, exactly. You could probably yeah. see it from space yeah. too. So I, and funny enough, well, not that funny for me, but uh, on Google Earth, I, I measure this. Like, how is this driving range circular? So everyone's teed off in a circle, but it's about 300 yards wide at like the inner circle, and it was about 500 yards wide. That's how big this place is. Wow, that's insane. so. They used to, you know, when I first started going, and uh, I did see this once because yeah. they originally had it all at one end. Right. And so you'd see all the golf companies uh, with their latest and greatest, and kind of go down. And it was a super cool range too, but they uh, yeah. they keep taking it to another level. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, look up uh, Orange County National Golf Center on Google mm. and you can see this. Uh, there's like, it's a big circle and it's a driving range in a circle. There's nine greens, it looks like, within this circle. And then I'm sure the just every manufacturer you could ever think of is just on the outside of this. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you can't, one of those things, you know, like you, 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 you could kind of wrap your head around it, but then you walk in, you're like, oh my God, that's way bigger than I ever thought. And it's, uh, it's really neat. You know, again, it's, uh, it's every, every golf professional for sure should make a trip down there Whether yeah. you, you know, we don't actually do a ton of buying there. We usually do most of it in Canada, but, mm, uh, right. but it is, it is nice. And, and definitely, you know, you see, you know, you see that company like a Swanee's out of California kind of thing that, uh, wow, you know, that would, my members would love that, uh, right. you know, niche item, bring in a little bit to try and, uh, you know, those type of brands just, yeah. you know, if they do well, like we brought in, you know, some last year, but a little bit more this year and it just, uh, yeah. people come in now looking for it. And, Certainly, uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was going to be one of my questions is, mm -hmm. do you buy a lot of merchandise there or it's, it's mostly bought at this Canada show and how, how soon... <clears throat> Prior to the season, do you have to buy this merchandise? So yeah, it's actually coming up in about a month or just just over a month now in uh, in October. So, uh, well, with that said, I've already done my buy for Puma, Nike, Under Armour, oh, wow. Adidas. Uh, they're they're getting earlier and earlier. The all of Canada has to you know buy worldwide, so they bring a certain amount, and so they need to know those numbers mm. even earlier. So, yeah, it's super. Uh, you know, it was weird at first, you know, starting to do these orders in July when, you know, I'm like, you know, especially this year with COVID yeah. and shipping and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just got your stuff like last week and right. uh, I have to order for next year already. But the, so I'll buy everything I can at the PGA Manitoba show and do it through the local reps mm -hmm. and, and uh, support them as much as I possibly can. And then, so that's, you know, October 10th ish to the middle of October. The following week is in, uh, in Ottawa, we go to to a show there, so probably four times bigger, four you know, four or five times many lines. Um, so there's where you know I buy a lot more of the niche items and stuff, and you know the the PGA is more almost an idea factory for me. Uh, like you know, you know, you're just looking at displays or you know just. You know, they'll, they'll have picnic baskets, you know, logoed with Breezy Band or mm, well, they right. wouldn't. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of out of the box items that, you know, people love seeing in the shop, you know, not just merchandising, but, you know, that's the thing at a club, you know, you, you're going back to retail a little bit, you know, you're, there's that sort of, you know, balance between breezy bend logoed stuff and non logoed stuff we do we do have a corporate tournament every week so we have a lot of you know non-members coming through too yeah. on that on every thursday but you know people take a lot of great pride in the 
you know, with their club crest on there. So, Certainly. So that's a big part of it. So at the show, you know, we'll, we'll line that up. We do a bunch of hoodies for Christmas. It's like, it's become, everyone just waits for them for Christmas. They sell out immediately. Uh, so we'll do, uh, you know, a different type of hoodie and a different crest every year, nice. uh, different colors and people wait for that. So, but yeah, we do the ordering, uh, in October. So part of this buying group, uh, you know, we basically pay May 15th, no matter, no matter when you're getting it. So we'll take wow. it a lot earlier than most. Uh, so Feb one, pretty much everything's coming in. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. The one other thing I wanted to talk about the mm -hmm. shop is so non-members can obviously come to the shop and purchase. Items. You are more than welcome yeah. to come out to the golf <laughs> shop or breezy bend anytime. And, yeah. And to be honest, I don't think everyone knows that. No, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think because, everyone knows that. Uh, you know, I, until I started coming to private clubs more often and, you know, I wasn't, you know, scared of, you know, trying to be proper or trying not to right. knock anything off the shelf and get <laughs> kicked out of there. But there, there's great product here that you're not going to find at Gulf City. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, come on down. Public. Come is on down. The public Let's is welcome. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Um, I asked that question early on and, I, and the Breezy Bend's okay with the, so I don't, I don't market outside mm. of Breezy Bend though. So yeah. it, it mm -hmm. isn't out there and, you know, Breezy Bend members obviously uh, are my number one priority and 99% sure, yeah. priority. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, if you're lit, like we do carry some unique brands that you might not see everywhere. And mm -hmm. if you want something uh, a little, you know, off the mainstream path, uh, we would love to have you out. Certainly. Come on out, try everything. That The other thing too is we, we do uh, November 1st, we do a little switch around in our back shop, take out all the clubs. We put in two simulators, we've got lounge chairs, we carpet oh, the whole thing. Nice. We've got a... You know, a little, uh, well, I'll just say lounge area in there uh, <laughs> and putting green and we, you know, lots of stuff, uh, winter inventory, stuff like that. So, um, which if you wanted to book, bring, you know, four people out for a night of golf or a corporate event mm -hmm. or eight of you. Um, again, I market that solely to Breezy Bend members, but we certainly wouldn't turn away any uh, outside customers for sure. Good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Man. There's some <laughs> great sales going on in the, in the pro shop right now. We do. Anyway. We get a little BOGO going on. Yeah. In there. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I look forward to hitting that up later. Yeah, but, now's uh, the time. But uh, that was the, the sh my spiel on uh, the shop because it's it's a great shop. And oh, the merchandising or the the uh, how you the displays are beautiful as well, which I'm mm -hmm. sure comes into the retailer of the year. But I was just looking at it in the corner, and there's like a nice wooden box, and then there's a there's a box of whiskey, a, bo a, yeah. like a, a box that would, uh, a Barber of Lure Scotch. Yeah. Was like, was oh, one of wow. our, that was actually yeah. one of just one of our members when we had, uh, I think there was a crazy night that went on one night and he, uh, <laughs> he left that there. So we put that in there, but, but I do, uh, you know what? I'm always looking, you know, the wife will take me to home sense or whatever. Yeah. And she's looking mm -hmm. for this. I usually, or Michael's or whatever. I usually yeah. come out with more than she does. Just, you know, real, like we have a bicycle and yeah. that kind of a jet slick all about about the detail and, and stuff so just fun stuff that sort of tie everything together and out of the box thinking and i you know on the retail part um i know i i could talk forever on this stuff but mm -hmm. uh, i gotta give a big shout out to uh, my retail manager beth tooth so we meet at the start of every year we plan out sort of the sales throughout the year sometimes you know something's not selling and you'll do a little audible but we have a plan basically uh 
that we go over at the beginning of the year. And so she does a lot of the merchandising. The first few years, I did every single one myself. It was my baby. Wow, yeah. I, you know, this is my vision. But mm-hmm. quickly you learn that you can't do everything and you need to delegate. And sure. we have some amazing people, uh, staff here that uh, that help out. So she uh, she puts the boys to work and moving the tables. And so <laughs> every month, uh, roughly, we completely switch around the shop. and uh, Yeah. Uh, cool totally too. change it around. So even the members walk in and think there's all this new stuff because they, it's just uh, positioned a little bit differently. <laughs> That's and, smart. Yeah. You know, putting stuff in everyone's way so they have to kind of work their way through the shop. <laughs> right. And, and you know, putting you know consumables in in a you know the back corner because you know they're going to go for that. So they have to kind of make their way through a few things. And there's there's yeah, a little like bit of psychology and golf psychology. Well. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Derek Ingram. But like putting the milk, <laughs> milk at the back of the grocery store, right? Right? same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So that's uh, golf. You know, the business part of it, you, mm-hmm. you learn in school and stuff like that. But and again, Cartouche is uh, is really really good there. I learned a lot from him. So yeah, that is because you haven't been to St. Charles, even having been again as you mentioned up. You know, it's okay to you know come in here as a non-member. Um, mm-hmm. You'll be surprised at how welcoming you know private clubs are. Like even if you just want to talk golf or you're interested in this or that, it's not stuffy. It's still very welcoming no matter who you are. Yeah. Well, as you've probably noticed when you get us talking golf, uh, you know, right. you, you, you got to give us the cutoff <laughs> sign or, or, uh, I could go all night. So yeah, yeah it's, that's uh, good. That's the, that's the thing, you know, that's why we get into it. You know, you don't have weekends off. You don't, yeah. uh, it's not a normal lifestyle, but it's a amazing lifestyle. So mm-hmm. Yeah, with the kids and stuff, you, you got to find that balance. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I a sixteen-hour day feels like five or four. You know, uh, I had to work some crazy uh, odd jobs in the winter when I only had six-month contracts when I <laughs> when I started and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you get back, you know, working an eight-hour shift uh, delivering kitchen appliances or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could work twenty-four hours at a golf shop and it feels like less. It's uh, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem getting up in the morning and heading to the golf course. That's right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I will uh, mention too, we talked a lot about the retail side of the business and winning, you know, all those awards, but I believe you also won assistant professional of the year once, maybe, and then teacher of the year. Yeah. So, well. so you're, those, you're not just are, a retail guy. You're well-rounded. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. I think it was like, uh, again, so I aged me a little bit, but in, mm-hmm. so geez, that's 17 years ago, I think in 2005, when oh. I won uh, assistant of the year. Um, and then in my first couple of years here at Breezy, two that I'm, you know, I look at the retailer of the year. That's uh, that's so much a, a team award. Right. You know, yeah. It has, which also great staff, like great it, staff at any golf course. Like yeah. It has everything awesome. to do with the staff and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we do lots of neat things, but it's the staff that does it. And that, that really uh, is the ultimate team award. So the other two awards that I've been so lucky enough and, and just, it, it, yeah, it shook me a little bit almost because mm-hmm. I've dedicated my whole life, you know, half of it will say really to the golf profession, but as a teacher is really, I've poured a lot of money and time and effort mm-hmm. into, you know, developing myself as a, as a strong teacher and coach. So, so I did win teacher of the year one year and uh, club professional of the year, which is kind of an all encompassing mm-hmm. thing and, and voted on, uh, actually earlier on voted on by your peers, but now voted on kind of by, on a non-biased board, which, uh, really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super lucky to have mm-hmm. the staff that have had the retention has been amazing. Breezy's just a great place to work. So I, uh, 
You know, I'm almost uh, pushing some of the, you know, the staff out of here because I know they're so great <laughs> that they, they're destined for you know, greatness in other areas. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want to keep them as long as possible right. because they bring so much to the, to the equation. So, yeah, I've been very, very lucky along the way. I know I wanted to, to touch on, you know, how Mike and I can get better at the game, but I think, he, you know, to keep things relatively short, because we're going to get into the back nine lightning round here shortly, uh, is go see your professional. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been such a, a difference maker for myself. I know even, you know, having, you know, golfed with Colwyn Abgrall yep. once and, you know, done some time with him at, at Golf Tech uh, or sitting down with Sandy or Pete Moore from here, some of the yep. better players that you get to get to chat with, right? Like, if you're a member of the course, go see your professional. Or just, you know, reach out because as we've heard tonight, you love talking the game yeah, and you're very knowledgeable about it. And uh, I think it is so important to get in front of a pro so they can see what you're doing. Golf can just be really, really overwhelming. And mm-hmm. again, it's it's our job to simplify that and make golf easier and more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, the less you're thinking, uh, you know, the more you really just get into playing golf, the more you notice the how beautiful a day it is and, you know, the yeah. uh, the birds and the bees and the trees and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you really appreciate while you're out there instead of just going through your 700 item checklist, <laughs> right. right? It's overwhelming and not that fun. At the tee box while you're, <laughs> yes, while you're standing yeah, yeah, over yeah. the ball. Yeah. Just stunned, can't pull the trigger. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that was, I think, Mike's big that. thing when you, you played pretty well there. He was just like, just yeah. hit the ball. Yeah. Tee it up. Set up, hit the ball. It works better. hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You never know. It's there's things game. that you can always improve, but I think there's a, a way to do it where mm-hmm. you don't have to get way worse before before you get better. Mm. And the thing that I, you know, again, we'll, we'll move on right away, but just, it's just changing the, perspe- the perception of, you know, how people look at it, right? You know, yeah. people are so worried about positions in their golf swing but the only reason you know you see a lot of uniqueness in in golfers positions is because of poor fundamentals or misunderstanding of what you're trying to do if you understand you know how you're trying to impact the golf ball you put the ball in the right place you aim properly and hold it correctly um, your backswing will be just fine even if you're not thinking about it or you know it'll be a lot more natural than uh, than if you know again you got the you know 24 item checklist on the back <laughs> the, you know like everything stops at the golf ball and you know there's not a thought beyond the golf ball and that's not you know if you asked any great golfer you know what was going through your mind when you were playing your best absolutely nothing yeah, like yeah, zip yeah. so they were just playing like a five-year-old kid right right so that's where we all kind of strive to get to and and even if you're making changes and it feels a little bit uncomfortable even in a simple way you know that's where you're you're going towards is you know practice that until it becomes really comfortable so that you don't have to think about it anymore you can always check back on it but certainly yeah so if I slice the ball, don't change six things on the next tee box. Maybe just change one thing. <laughs> well, you know what? And it's there's a there's simple reasons for you know slicing the ball. Mm-hmm. You, you swing out in with an open club face, and and yeah, again when you, I won't get into that or we could be here all night but uh <laughs> it, but understanding why you slice the ball is pretty simple stuff actually and yep. so wrapping your head around it you know without even getting technical you, know, you could change that pretty quick mm-hmm. so 
We'll look forward to working with you <laughs> yeah. always soon. I'll be here tomorrow yeah. morning. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, hit hit a bogo. You got any lights on the range? We can... we'll bring out the glow balls. Let's <laughs> That's do it. Right. <laughs> no, That's we we understand you have a daughter that needs to go to bed. A funny story. <laughs> quick story. Yeah, you do a quick story, then we'll get. In the I was bat, at the man. physiotherapist for my hockey injury after getting hit by the truck. <laughs> called uh, Corey Oatway. Uh, and he's, I was like, oh, I got a, I got his tournament tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, I would advise not playing in that. And then he starts talking. He's saying he just got into golf and he's just going. He plays nine holes and uh, and he's watching YouTube videos. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, man, you really have to. You got to go. <laughs> Go to a professional. That's what I said. So it's funny how we're talking about mm. that today. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? You think it's like worth it? Or I was like, no, absolutely. They'll set your fundamentals up 100%, and then you can go from there. It's kind of like, is it worth it going to your physiotherapist to right. uh, <laughs> yeah. make right. your injury a little That's bit better, right? <laughs> or should you just go to a YouTube video? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave it at that. That's, a, that's, a, that's excellent. That's what yeah. I'll tell him yeah. on my yeah. next appointment. <laughs> Or maybe I'll just look it up on uh, YouTube. Go to your golf pro for your shoulder injury. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He does that now too. Physiotherapist of the year. We're sitting across from him right here. One stop shop. Good. All right. Well, let's get into the uh, back nine lightning round then. And it is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. We also have his info in our show notes. He also likes talking golf. Go see Bryce. Mm-hmm. He says he's real busy. I guess everyone likes to invest yeah. in uh, September. September's a busy month. Oh, really? Said, so oh, good. I guess everyone's got a lot of money he's in busy. September. He's busy. must be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Exactly. He's exactly. There you go. He used there, to be plug, a junior plug. member at St. Charles when I was there. That's oh, right. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Way to go, Bryce. He's, yeah. uh, he's still there. Still there. Still doing his thing. Swinging the stick. Four Love kids it. later, yeah. and I'm sure some of his <laughs> okay. kids will yeah. uh, be juniors there. has been a little bit more yeah, active sure. uh, than I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, Chris, uh, well, kick it off here. Yeah, you go for it. Uh, you got a nickname? Everyone's, all the pros seem to have nicknames. Eno. Eno. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Eno, uh, just off my last name, Enos. Uh, my older brother, all his friends called him Eno. I, dev- I was little Eno for the longest time. <laughs> and Eno. it just uh, yeah. sounds like a good pizzeria, Eno. actually. Yeah. Eno's yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that we should <laughs> trademark for this show. Right. <laughs> you have a little pizza place here. I'd, yeah, anyways, we won't get into that. But uh, food. First one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever got a hole-in-one? I have three hole-in-ones. One in Carmen, two at St. Charles. Very nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. How old were you when you got your first hole-in-one? I was a golf professional, so I probably would have been mid-20s, 26, 27, something like that. Oh, okay. And this isn't part of the back nine, but I want to ask you uh, where you – because you got to do your player ability test. John was, Bloomberg. Nice. Oh, I did the Bloomberg. Yeah. Nice. So that's like – 24 years ago, yeah. I think We've I turned a pro. F- yeah, yeah I think a few other people yeah, that was, uh, was at Bloomberg, too. Yeah, because I remember in my time at Assiniboine, and that's where there was a few people who were striving to get that. And even Bailey talked about it, but I think they that year they switched it to South Interlake, which is now right. Whispering Winds. Or, yes, Whispering yeah. Winds of Warren. That's right. Yes, also now affiliated with John Bloomberg, I believe. That's right. Yes. And Mr. I played Campbell. Uh, John Bloomberg mm-hmm. not that long ago. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice, uh, thrifty golf course. The greens were very pure, and I would, I would get out there and and uh it's worth worth the trip to john bloomberg i believe that's the that's the say and you can see dq nick and nikki's house from what it was 15 14 14 yeah 
Yeah. Can you and hit it two assists from there? Yeah, I'm sure you tried, right? He'll hit it right back at you. Okay? Yeah. 200, <laughs> 200, yards from, <laughs> 200 yards from the green. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? So I am a Callaway Master Staffer. So uh, okay. I've... Uh, Wow. Is that uh, on your business always card? Callaway? Yeah, that's, uh, it should be on the business card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm a Callaway staff player. Um, so I've got this year, I got the, the new Rogue ST Woods. I've got the Apex TCB irons, nice. the uh, Jaws high toe wedges. Um, my favorite putter ever, Toulon, which is essentially Odyssey or uh, Callaway's Scotty Cameron. Uh, unbelievable putter. So um, it's their version essentially of the Ping Zing, which I've been fit oh, cool. on every mm-hmm. putting uh, fitting system on the planet Earth, and I am a Ping Zing. Uh, Every, every brand I've ever played, I've played that. So uh, it's called Azalea, the putter. They made it only for one year for Sergio, the year he won oh, the Masters. Oh, wow. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, it's my baby. <laughs> Probably the best part of my game, too. I, I like to roll roll the putts, yeah. Nice. And is it a chrome chrome softball, or what are you playing? And yeah, sorry, on? that's what you asked. Yeah, yeah. chrome softball. Um, yeah, just the regular one, actually, that, uh, you know, spins a little bit less and uh, feels a little bit softer. Nice. JR, you're a chrome softer. I am a chrome soft guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put that soft on your Soft heart, soft eyes, but... God. Hard muscles. Again, only fans slash 18 over par pod. I'm going to take your word for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking uh, Breezy out of the mix, what would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Manitoba, you know, I would probably go... Um, Oh, let's see. You know what I do? So I have a little bit of a soft spot for Clear Lake, Mm -hmm. um, but I would actually say Granite Hills only because I feel like I'm outside of Manitoba. And, uh, you know, it's probably why I like Clear Lake and Falk and stuff too, is you're just, you're a little, you're away from work and you can really enjoy, uh, you know, I I love my time at work, obviously, but just, uh, you know, it's nice to get away, very therapeutic and Granite seems to be the one that doesn't fit the the regular Manitoba mold. It's got some great, you know, water-lined golf holes. It's got Mm -hmm. the granite out there, and it's just, it's a really unique course. I I love going out there. We we make a trip probably every second year uh, to Granite, and then we go somewhere else. Uh, There's about 20 of us from Breezy that go. Nice. Actually, next week, Buffalo Point, I think we're going. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Jeez. We got to get out to Granite this year, maybe. So it's many awesome. places. Bring yeah. a few yeah. golf balls. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not super forgiving, but it's just. Uh, it's a pretty pure golf course. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful. I played Clear Lake last weekend, and it was beautiful too. Right on. And it's would, great because it's short and fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always, you can make some breaks. I always but you do can make well some there. Others. Yeah. 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 Um, what you got? Any bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played before? In and, Manitoba. In Manitoba, <laughs> you want to get to. Uh, Oak Island. Oak Island. Yeah. Great right answer. On. Perfect Number answer. one on the bucket list, uh, 100%. I think it's the one that uh, I would love to play that I haven't. I think yeah. I, I've play, I've played a lot of the rural golf courses. And uh, growing up in Brandon, we would have, you know, there, there's a you know Manitoba Junior that everyone goes in, but there's also Manitoba Rural. So, right. you know, like Gilbert Plains, mm, and yeah. you know mm. we we would play at all these other kind of rural golf courses. So, super lucky to play a lot of those because everybody you know should do that. And you know, 
take a, a weekend or so to hit up yeah. a different spot every year or whatever. Yeah. But uh, agreed. Oak Island, number one bucket list right now in Manitoba. Nice. Right on. Well, you can stay and play there. Twenty percent off. Just mention the pod. It's in our show notes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Do I'm it. sure you'd get the the free deal. They might comp you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are the, P- the president of the PGA of Manitoba. That's what I. Uh, uh, former now. Former. Uh, Mr. Oh, Steve right. is oh, the yes. uh, current pro. Okay. And I and we knew that last year. That's yeah, he was mentioning he was going to be. They got to update yeah. their website. Ah, yes, we'll work on that. Still says you're and the then uh, <laughs> I think Chappie uh, from Glendale is the incoming president. So oh, wow, very James, nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, I got the COVID presidency, so that was oh, very oh, unique. Oh, good for yeah. you. In, uh, but easier or harder? I would say... Um, <laughs> Probably harder. You know, we had more meetings because of it. We had to be, uh, um, you know, we're in a, a lot of other meetings too, like NGCOA and uh, Golf Manitoba. So we would all align. We actually cl- right. created an alliance uh, between all the governing bodies so that we we're all on the same page and delivered yeah. the same message. Um, so that was interesting. It was, it was kind of mm-hmm. neat, you know, yeah. and uh, learned a lot and just, you know, again, with the restrictions or whatever, basically getting the information out. Uh, anyway, it was, uh, the, the presidency was awesome. Something I'm very proud of and, uh, working with, I think I was 10 or 11 years on the board. So, um, a lot of great people along the way on there and we're, we're in really good hands going forward here too. And this isn't pa- part of the back mm-hmm. nine, but I did want to get into this in the show, but the PGA of Manitoba would be just the association of all the golf professionals within the province? Correct. Yeah. So there is, uh, you know, we are all members of Golf Canada, but, uh, or sorry, Golf Canada, uh, the PGA of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our zone is the PGA of Manitoba. Cool. So. Cool. Yeah, I was, I, think I was reading about some of the uh, future pros uh, kind of Amazing. initiatives that you guys have been doing for for kids, underprivileged children, mm-hmm. and, and those types of things. Yeah, so we we while I was I was on the board, but not on the strategic planning committee. Uh, Corey Cartouche and Wade Niebachen had a ton to do with that. Derek Goodwin, kind of more recently, but mm-hmm. yeah, we've had a future pro uh, here the last four or five years. Uh, they get free equipment, they get to use the facility. They're basically a full on member, but the foundation pays for their membership oh, wow. and gives them uh, $400 towards uh, private lessons. Cool, cool. And you can, like, can you just donate to that? Yeah, so typically the um, yeah, you can do that through the foundation or okay. through P- Dana from the PGA Manitoba, our executive director. But, uh, and, you know, Breezy actually just gave that money back right oh. into the foundation and kind of essentially sponsored them in as well. So, right. um, a lot of clubs did that and mm-hmm. it's super cool. I think we, we had, had or have up to 20 kids and, uh, Cobra Puma provides all of them with free golf equipment. Holy smokes, nice. that's great. And Callaway's involved as well, so yeah. awesome program. And then yeah. I read some of the uh, the PGA tournaments, uh, pro-ams, and those types of events raise money for it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. a lot of our, uh, th- those are sort of yeah, uh, money-generating uh opportunities for us and our, you know, buying show and, you know, consumer, consumer shows or the golf expo and stuff like that go towards that. So it's a phenomenal foundation. Obviously all of us golf pros like would have loved some opportunity like that. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for kids who wouldn't otherwise get introduced to golf. Uh, 
the nice thing is we are getting golf into schools and uh, mm-hmm. so kids are learning, you know, it used to be, well, if you remember, your dad was a member at a private club and you yep. might've got into it, but otherwise, you know, you don't see it whatsoever until maybe a buddy invites you out or something like that. So, yeah. um, yeah. You know, yeah. People who wouldn't otherwise be been able to play, get an opportunity to you know, right. try the game out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have gladly uh, held a, a golf club in my hand in elementary school rather than playing uh, handball or rolling around on a scooter or playing kickball. Obviously, yeah, all the games uh, I think are banned now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is it's always been an expensive sport. Right? Yeah, it's right, only right, yeah. for rich people or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there, there are certainly affordable sets. You know, you know, starting out sets you can you know a couple hundred bucks or you know you can go it can get expensive if you so desire. But uh, you know you could certainly seek out uh, golf equipment that's affordable yeah public places to play they're actually most all golf courses are phenomenal um for the juniors you know our junior rates are insane they're so cheap it's uh it's it's great so there are opportunities for sure and that's part of growing the game lots of free green fees if uh you know the adult is paying and then the junior, 100%, right? junior yeah, plays yeah. for free yeah they get this free golf and then they end yeah. up with a free milkshake usually at the end of it so oh. you know, uh, wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i never think got it's that. free it actually yeah. just went on their <laughs> yes. uh, parents yeah account exactly yeah they didn't know otherwise <laughs> i think that's what Corey was saying uh, last time you gotta you gotta watch out what they're putting on their parents tabs oh yeah yeah, yeah right yeah brooklyn's been lighting mine up a little bit with the milkshakes too but uh, gotta give her the odd bribe just to go hit a few balls here and there that's funny <laughs> good stuff well uh i'll get back to my uh listed questions here but that was good i, I wanted to talk about that but uh, what would you've obviously probably been all over north america and maybe the world uh golfing what would be the or some of the most memorable courses that you have played you know Probably one of my favorites and and most unique is called The Bridges. It's uh, in Rancho Santa Fe, just kind of near uh, San Diego, just down the road from Torrey Mm. Pines. Um, So super exclusive. Uh, I I was on this trip with TaylorMade to the Kingdom, which is where all the tour players Mm. get fit for their golf clubs. So super cool. I had my nameplate there, and I was the only one on the driving range. There was like three guys fitting me. Amazing experience. So... Uh, I think that was in the morning and in the afternoon we went to this place called the bridges. So they're, they're known for these insane, like long, like hundred foot bridges over these crazy valleys. Wow, wow. Um, <laughs> and not even, you know, like just cement the whole way, like didn't move at all. Um, so I pull up and the head golf professional meets me in the parking lot. It was me and the Taylor major rep, the, the old Taylor major rep, uh, Ron Blocka works at Pine Ridge now. Um, so we went and they met us at the front, gave us the tour. Like Phil Mickelson's a member there or was a member there and, and owns property right, right mm. where they are. So they have their own vineyard. He showed oh, me and <laughs> this. It was just the most, it was the nicest piece of property I think yeah, I've wow. ever been on. Yeah. I get, sorry, I shouldn't say that because I, I was, Corey and I were lucky enough to go to the Masters once. Oh, in, wow. In 2017. Yeah. So that is the Mecca. And, uh, Certainly. But uh, probably one of the most unique golf courses. And I, I've been lucky enough to play quite a few, uh, you know, across North America, just through some of the partnerships we've created with some of the golf companies and stuff like yeah. that. And, and just, cool. uh, and just other trips and such. So Bandon Dunes is, uh, 
number one bucket list right now. Good. We're going to work mm-hmm. on a member trip there. It's uh, smart. Just pure golf, the the greatest golf experience. Yeah. Ever, I think so. Cockrell was saying we got to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Get a, yeah. Like there's literally yeah, nothing else to do, but, mm-hmm. you know, grab a bottle of wine after, uh, you know, quite a few holes that day and go to the putting course or they have a oh, short wow. game course. Mm-hmm. And I think they have six like world class yeah. golf courses. So Jeez. it's, wow. it's pretty cool. You can't ride carts. You got to walk. Uh, I don't know if you have to take a caddy, but it's, uh, I would for sure. It's just <laughs> yeah. a crazy experience. So <laughs> that's probably top of my list right now. We'll have to go there. That is my next question was what is your number one bucket list course? So you, you answered that. So, yeah, and especially for like a, a trip where you're staying mm-hmm. there. And so we'll call that my number one, you know, member trip. But I'd love to get overseas and, you know, try out uh, St. Andrews <laughs> would probably be right up there, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. That'd, that'd probably be my number one. And uh, being able to go to the Masters and then uh, getting right. a picture on the bridge uh, on 18 yeah, at phenomenal. St. Andrews would be pretty dreamy. That, that would be pretty cool. Shout out to Stephen Needham, a uh, longtime mm-hmm. listener. He was over in Scotland uh, last month, and he got to play St. Andrews. Did he Very actually cool. get to play? Because I saw him walk He it, got to play. play. Oh, yeah, he fantastic. got there, uh, I believe, at 1.30 a.m. Uh, in the morning, and then he waited. Uh, there were no, I guess, spots open right when the clubhouse opened. So we waited around until, I guess, the members play, and there, there was a threesome, and they have to agree to play allow you to play right. with uh mm. with this standby guy and he ended up getting on by like 12 30 so he would wow. he had been there for you know like 12 <laughs> hours plus hadn't slept much mm-hmm. the night before or at all right and then uh, played saint andrews so yeah amazing yeah he, he'd probably like after he got on it was worth it for sure oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm mm-hmm. sure well that is one of our most popular reels is mike shotgunning a beer on that bridge yeah wow there yeah. you go yeah, I, I, go, I went. To, I forgot that challenge I went to St. Andrews. I'll accept that challenge. I'm gonna. Do yeah, um, yeah. It was also uh, received as a little bit disrespectful by some, but for me, it was like a like a tribute to absolutely St. Yeah. Andrews. But uh, it's a very Manitoba Manitoban thing for you to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to do classy. that. Maybe not post it. Yeah, that's true. I'll exactly. Post a nice picture. Yeah. Yeah. Post a yes. nice picture yeah. before, and then uh, invite us to the. Uh, members trip to Bandon Dude. 100% as well. yeah. honorary members um, <laughs> next one here what would be your career low round and where uh, 64 I've shot a couple of times um, in Lethbridge at the country club uh Brandon growing up as a junior a couple times. Uh, I think 66 is my lowest at the bend. Someone someone asked me that immensely mm. the other day. Uh, and so 66 is my lowest uh, here, but 64 is, is, is the all-time low. That's good. Mm, do you know what the course record is? I know there is. Here? was close to it, yeah. 61. It is 61, okay. Yep. Wow. That's some good golf. <laughs> some <Yeah>. good golf. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I have a little tougher time uh, shooting those scores now because yeah, I don't well. play uh, too what's, much. Uh, what's Braxton's too. low score here? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, it might yeah, be 64, I think. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, sure. he shot that at St. Charles <laughs> in the Manitoba yes. Junior. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think his, his dad told me today his scoring average uh, for all of his competitive rounds this year was 69. Wow, oh. <laughs> phenomenal! Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, you you had Braxton on yes, there. And he's yeah. uh, 
pretty cool kid and amazing talent. Yeah. 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 Well, he said he, I guess every now and then you take a look just to make sure everything's fine tuned for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people ask me, are you coaching him? And I, you know, I'm not taking any credit for all of his successes, mm-hmm. but uh, every once in a while he needs an eye. I would say probably putting was the, right. you know, his Achilles heel, especially when he was younger. Um, so yeah, there's a few swing things here and there, but, uh, yeah, I don't take credit for any of his success. <laughs> he's, uh, he's super talented, but I'll help him if he needs for sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so will, too. He so will we, yeah. 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 You know what he was funny. He didn't ask for help from us. <laughs> so he came in, he came in about two years ago into the, into the simulators and uh, I, I hadn't seen him in a few months or whatever, you know, since the golf season. I restarted the launch monitor five times because right. I couldn't believe the numbers that he was putting up. <laughs> he was carrying a seven iron like 205 or something oh like my that. Goodness. And, wow. and it's not a beefed up, you know, like this is blade. Yeah, it's not a five iron. Blade like yeah. lofts, right? And it, unbelievable. Yeah, that guy's just strong as bull. So, yeah, super talented. I, I'm so excited to watch. Uh, him progress over the next few years Mm -hmm. and really effortless because they had the opportunity to watch him at the manitoba open at southwood and you know just missing the cut by one stroke for his first pro event pretty good pete moore was on the bag so yeah yeah you know what i think uh he was a little sour at himself i think he missed a couple putts Mm -hmm. but uh he hits it like a champ so We'll, uh, we'll That's keep... nothing to sneeze at for your first. No, pro not event. at all. Yeah. No, you know what? Most would be uh, ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. right? you know, he's got high expectations and, yeah, well, and deservingly so. Yeah, yeah, we don't here. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, it is all about managing those expectations, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. There's got to be some <laughs> Which reali- bring... realistic goals uh, there. Yeah. Which brings uh, me to our next question: uh, Breezy Ben website bio of yourself mm-hmm. uh, claims you love puzzles. So I want to dive into this. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of puzzles do you like? So I'll get, so this is where my dad had an even greater effect. I think he, like, so he's that retired guy now that just does like the, you know, the, word well, searches, everything, right? Yeah. Word search and uh, Sudokus and, yeah. uh, you know, and then fall asleep on his recliner or whatever. So uh, what a life, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I love uh, puzzles, Sudoku, okay. yeah. uh, word searches like it's funny during covid when you couldn't really do much else i bet you i would have done at least 15 to 20 like thousand to 1500 piece puzzles whoa um yeah and then once i start i can't stop and and our family kind of did it together and stuff uh, so brooke would help out a little bit there um yeah i don't know it's just uh is it fifteen to twenty thousand piece puzzles? What is that? What fifteen you said? to twenty thousand piece puzzles. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. Yeah, I have a. Well, we just recently moved, so I think I donated about thirty or forty puzzles yeah. that, that wow. I had done. Puzzles yeah. aren't cheap. That's what I. Learned. No, they're not. No, <laughs> and I gave them away for nothing. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, that's uh, all right. No, it's an investment. Uh, uh, but I, you know, it helps get the time by, and I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's something I've always enjoyed. It's cool. Mm. Yeah. My fiance, she's a big puzzler too. And during mm. uh, COVID, not much to do. We purchased a lot of puzzles. And yeah. she would sit there for hours and I'd kind of just like pop in for 20 minute shifts. You do then, like the outside yeah. pieces and then you're pretty much done. And then right? I'm like, I'll see Talk you. Talk about golf. I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> yeah. right, do you play uh, Wordle? Play? Yep. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, all those kind of games nice. I, uh, I'm into. Yeah. I, do you play Wordle, JR? I do not, know. 
No. I relate my Wordle score to like a golf game. So if I get it in like if I get the Wordle in four tries, it's a par. If I get there you it, go. In, if I get <laughs> it in two, I got today in two, and oh. so I got an eagle today. Nice. I haven't got an ace yet. But what was the word today? Do you class. Class. It was class. Okay. Yeah, I haven't actually done Uh-oh. Wordle a lot, oh. but uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I didn't want to give you the answer for today's Wordle. <laughs> no, and, no. Uh, since this will air after today, don't have to worry about it. I won't lie. In golf season, I don't. Uh, I don't play nearly <laughs> as many games as. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm under, kidding. Understandable. Um, yeah. And then they had like the borderless jigsaw puddles, puzzles. I re- wrote down too. Or there's one puzzle I saw that was just white. So you can't really see okay. the, uh, the colors. I mean, I don't even know. That'd be so impossible. I think I don't know what that wouldn't even be uh, fun to do. I don't know. But. Yeah, it's a Yikes. you know it's funny. I uh, yeah I get I get, I have the patience for those things where mm-hmm. you can kind of pick away at it sort of thing. But uh, yeah, something that's impossible. That's funny that you you. Yeah. You found that. Yeah, it's on the website. uh, (laughs) I don't know why I did that, but anyway, yeah. Um, Okay, so our our flagship question in the back nine lightning round, what is your favorite condiment? Uh, I got to go mayo. Mayo. Yeah, Mm, another mayo. Like just stock mayo or is it spicy or does it Spicy mayo. Mm. Yeah, a little chipotle mayo, something like that. So... If I had, I like yam fries, Yo. so go to there. If I have a chicken burger or just a burger, mm-hmm. homemade, I don't even put ketchup and, uh, yeah. and just, uh, mustard on it. Spicy mayo. Mayo, some onions, uh, lettuce, and that's about it. Jalapenos, I like spicy. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, mayo's probably the main ingredient. That's good. I like mayo. I had some mayo with some French fries the other day at One Great City. Mm. There and, you go. Uh, it was very good. Yeah, very good. Tried Anything their burger. Moderation is okay, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Once you start putting <laughs> yeah. it on everything, yeah. you go straight there. mayo. Yeah, then yeah. you get some problems. And so. then uh, follow-up question related <laughs> to this would be: What would be your favorite dish here at Breezy Bend? Because you guys got such a great uh, food and beverage. Yeah, the food's awesome here. Here, uh, I got to go tuna poke bowl. Oh. oh. Yep. Very cool. I haven't had that one yet. I, I want to put that on the parents' last or the I, account. I definitely like my seafood, but uh, mm-hmm. tuna is probably one of my favorites. Wow. So tuna poke bowl is uh, is delicious. I'll have to try oh, that. Yeah, try that okay, out bowl. I've never had a poke bowl. Okay, poke. Okay, poke. So I said that wrong then too. Hey, poke? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like not. Poke, poke? poke? I don't know. Anyway. I said poke just because there's bowl. a, it was that fast food place. It was called Yoke Poke. There you go. Was it? I think you're actually right. Mm. Uh, I, I butchered know. it. For, I believe it's a Hawaiian years, dish. So. There you go. Yeah, I think Colin Rutledge. If you remember Colin Rutledge? He uh, had that one. was the one. I that was, was the one. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah in Calgary. Yoke poke. That might have been it. Yoke poke. Anyways, yeah. we dig. The fact checkers will <laughs> yeah. will roast us on that one. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but good. That's it. Uh, that's what I have. Well, that's great. That's the back nine lightning round, and it is for Bryce Matt Lashuski, who is investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management. Part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Even though he's busy this month, I'm sure he still likes to talk golf and talk investments and whatever else. But uh, certainly would. This has been a slice, and you and the fam are going to get a slice of delicious 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. Check them out, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Neverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. 
as I said, it's been great. Really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Now go put your daughter to bed. Yeah. And uh, we're yeah, going to yeah. try some. She's going to a cable. Yeah, well, it's, if she's going to school. It's all good. Yeah. 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 Sorry, teachers. We yeah, kept we'll give you. her to the teachers. Yeah, <laughs> throw her to the wolves. <laughs> no, guys, I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, I've enjoyed kind of listening to the podcast and oh, thank uh, you. my fellow golf professionals and players and uh, super cool. So uh, this... Uh, I know you're you're gaining sponsorship opportunities as we speak, and hey, uh, don't don't release I, anything uh, yet. Don't no, I won't. I won't say anything. But uh, I, I hope this thing grows, and oh, uh, you. you're doing a, a wonderful job, and really appreciate you promoting the game of golf. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you, and go see your golf professional. Yeah, go see him right <laughs> now. Amen. Yeah, right. right now. Yeah. Phone's Call always them. on. Yeah, fax him, phone him. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. And you can count. On me, waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay-and-play packages in Manitoba, at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you've putted out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.